Hello, my name is Elaine, and I'll be your tour guide through South Central Los Angeles. Count my nose, smoke up. I'm from California. Where you from? So what? I'm from California. California. This is Los Angeles. Where we going? Westward, ho. Yo, it's your boy BTG, uh, here to share another story. And uh, yeah, I guess it's time for me to share the story when I went to, <laughs> when I went to jail. I Look, I only went to jail for three days or whatever. Uh, but uh, I used to work for FedEx. As a matter of fact, I used to work for FedEx before the merger. So um, I was there before, you know, Kinko's came into an, you know, they, before they linked up. And uh, I loved it, man. They threw me to the wolves. Um, yeah, I had like two weeks of training, but it was like one of the best jobs I ever had. You know, it was a dope job, man. I met a lot of, I met a lot of people, like a lot of good, you know, regular pedestrians or whatever, re regular civilians. And then it was a couple of celebrities and basketball players that came through and shipped off things and things like that. Um, I had a lot of reoccurring customers that used to come in and knew me by my name. It was it was fabulous. It was in the city of Santa Monica. I love that. You know, I'm like three blocks away from the beach. Uh, used to go on, you know, for my lunch break. Sometimes I used to go and um and uh you know go to the promenade or whatever and chill. Uh, it was just a dope experience, man. And Santa Monica, not just not just in the world, but I mean, not just in the, uh, in the state of California, but in the world in general, that's like one of my top cities, the, you know, that I, that I would live in. Uh, it's very beautiful. It, you know, in some parts of it got a little hippie-ish uh, vibe to it. Uh, but for the most part, man, it's a lovely city, man. Lovely city. Uh, don't bump into them police though. Just don't do that. Yeah. So prior to getting the job, man, I was working, uh, downtown LA at security, um, bike patrol, actually, that's the crazy part. I was on bike patrol. So your boy was on them two wheels, man. And, um, what the, the, the way I came in contact with, you know, with, with, with FedEx and how I got the job was it, it was these two ladies, two black ladies, man. I never forget them. Um, I, and I used to go there because they had, uh, you know, when you do security, you have certain stations or certain areas that you have to go check in at. And um, their store, along with <clears throat> a couple of other stores and areas nearby, you had to check in. And they was cool. You know, we used to chop it up all the time um, and things like that just to kill time and just just good conversation, man. And then, you know, they figured like I just asked them, like, man, are y'all hiring? And, and they, you know, they um, their store manager used to come by all the time. And then uh, the district manager used to come by. So when a district manager came by, um, I met him and we set up a phone interview. Like just to make a short, a long story short, man, I went through the whole thing. They helped me get the job as far as, you know, plugging me to the right people. I did the interview. I got the job. Two weeks training threw me in there. I'm in Santa, Santa Monica. Crazy part is, man, I work with a lot of, you know, like the the guy, I can't throw around no names, can't do that. But the guy that worked there, uh, the the district manager was from the, he was from Atlanta, and uh, he was a he was a cool dude, man. And the, the thing is, I think he had a thing for black women, 
you know, being from Atlanta, you got to be around, you know, a high quality of black women. So moving to L.A., uh, you know, we got a lot of black women out here, high quality as well. I think he had a thing for him. You know what I'm saying? Not not, you know, I wouldn't say like a fetish. It was just that he just had an appreciation for black women. And I kind of figured that because it was a lot of young black women around my age that went to high schools in my area that were all black. You know, majority of his um, of his stores, it was a lot of black women. You know what I'm saying? A lot of black cats, too. But it was we were outnumbered. Let's put it like that. Right. And um, and it was cool working here. Like I said, it was a fun experience. One of my top five jobs of all time. Uh, definitely in my top five. And it, and it was cool. I had a roommate. <clears throat> and I can't like I said, I can't, I can't share no names, but. This particular roommate, man, this dude was, uh, he was something else. He was something else. I thought he was a, I thought he was Hispanic, but apparently he was something else because of his last name. Let's just say, let's just say it had like a lot of letters in it, <laughs> but, uh, we became, uh, <clears throat> I found out he had an apartment and at the time, um, I had just moved back to my mom's house. I was one yeah, I was, I was one of those where I would move out move back in, move out, move back, move back in. It was more of a whole, it was more of a roommate thing. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I was just, I was dying to get out of mom's house. You know, I love moms, love you mom. Um, but I was dying to get out of there at, at, at any, um, at any time, at any moment I could, I, I was trying to, I was trying to get out. Um, so, you know, he had an apartment and I'm like, and, and and he was holding it down by himself or whatever. I'm like, look, man, I'm trying to move out. I pay half of the rent. Went, 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 whatever. Um, come to find out, man, I I was living with a roommate. <laughs> I was living with a roommate that um, he was sending out terrorist threats. So apparently, he it was some girl that he was talking to, and she was being bothered by another cat or whatever. And he threatened to do it online. So that that's what you call terrorist threats. Or whatever, and he got he got arrested for that. <laughs> he got arrested for that. But so now I have an apartment in uh, West Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? That I gotta pay, gotta pay the rent by myself. Mind you, side note: if y'all ever move to West Hollywood or anywhere close to Hollywood, if they don't have underground apartment parking and you gotta park on the street, trust me, you're gonna rack up a lot of tickets. I racked up about six or seven hundred dollars worth of parking tickets. Just stay in there. Um, the parking is horrible. Anyhow, feds came and got him, and um, that was that. Now, prior to that, man, um, you know he was he was a cat that was making money on the side. Now, I'm gonna put all his business out there, but he was definitely getting some change on the side. So this this one particular day, man, I'll never forget it, man, because this like started off like like I was like I said, I was making some good money. You know what I'm saying? I was making some good money back in that uh back in 2005 working for FedEx. And that's when I was like on some, uh, you know, I was stylish back then. You know, I went I bought me, a, uh, you know, I was buying me all kind of hats and shoes and shit like that. Um yeah, I was I was out there living, and you know that that's we still in the club phase around that time. Definitely in the club phase around that time, 
And I remember he said he had a, he had two watches that he was trying to sell or whatever because he didn't like them. But I didn't really think nothing of it, you know, and I'm not a watch type of dude. Um, I don't I don't I don't really wear watches. I have watches. I don't really wear them. Uh, I like them, but they're just not, you know, I don't wake up every morning saying I need to wear a watch. You know, if I have them, I have them. If I don't, I don't. I'm not, you know, I'm cool. Uh, but these particular watches, for some reason, caught my eye. You know what I'm saying? Rose gold. And they wouldn't. And, and the thing about it was, this is how stupid I was at the time. They wouldn't even consider what they were time pieces. You know what I'm saying? So the 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 actual. The actual watch wasn't for it. They were collector items. Let's put it like that. You know what I'm saying? They were timepieces. The clockwork inside, like, it was crazy. It was crazy. And they smell good. I'm like, yo, why does a watch smell so good? Like, why does it smell like top-of-the-line cologne right now? So I'm going to get to that. Anyhow, he sold me the watches for a little bit of nothing or whatever. Compared to what the uh, compared to how much they were worth, street value, he could have got a lot of money. Uh, but the actual value of the watches, I'll share with y'all. I'll share with uh, with y'all later about that. So I bought them or whatever, thought, thinking I'm just about to be one of the flyest niggas in the club with these watches. Or whatever. You can't wear two watches at the same time because it don't make no sense. Anyhow, I wore the watches. I didn't wear them. I didn't wear them at the same time. I wore them one by one, but I wore the shit out of those watches. When we went out and, you know, around there, around that time, you know, this was, this was still, this, I think <coughs> this was this, I mean, this is still college. This is still college time or whatever. I mean, I graduated in 2001 and, you know, we, you know, the homies went to all, most of the homies went to, uh, they went to Cal State Northridge. So we used to go to Northridge all the time and kick it. Uh, but that's around the college years, you know what I'm saying? And we were still clubbing a lot. Um, or and or going to a lounge, you know what I'm saying? So I I, I want I don't want to say it necessarily club, but we was at we was at the lounge chilling. And uh so that's where I used to rock those uh watches or whatever. Now, like I said, I wouldn't I wasn't much of a watch person, so I'm like, yo. Um, I did some research on the watches, and um, when, once I found out, once I found out um, how much these watches are are worth, and they was different type of prices because they're different type of watches. I'm like, yo, I need to get. I don't, you know, I don't need the watches. I figure my, I, I figure my roommate. Wanted to get rid of these watches. I can get rid of these watches for much more. That'll be his loss. I'll profit more. So, like I said, I did my research on the watches and things like that. And I'm like, yo, but I, like I said, I'm not like I'm street smart, but I'm not in the streets like like the rest of these cats. You know what I'm saying? And at the time, like, I didn't know who to go to. I didn't know who to go to or whatever. But. I was doing any and everything to try to get these watches off because, like I said, I really didn't need them. I really didn't need them at all. And I'm like, when 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 I when I seen how much they was worth, I'm like, yo, I can make a lot of money off of this, and cool. You know what I'm saying? So 
uh, after doing my research and going to a couple of people, going to a couple of places, they was like, nah, you know what I'm saying? They weren't they weren't really interested in the price. And then the prices that I mean, and the offers that I got, I didn't pretty much like it because then they're like making my money back. So uh, I posted them online or whatever, which was a huge mistake. And I mean, come to find out later on, later on, I found out that was a huge mistake because the watches was hot. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, these are not, these are not your regular watches that you would, I'm not even sure if you could buy these in the store. Okay. Let's just put it like that. You can't just, you can't go to Target or, I mean, hell, you can't even go to the mall, to the jewelry uh, place and, and, and buy these joints or whatever. So um, they were hot. You know what I'm saying? Um, but at the time, like I said, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't really pick up on it. Because like I said, I was, I ain't going to say I was living a lie, but you're talking about a single black dude living in West Hollywood, um, got his own apartment or whatever. Like, you know, and I'm a young adult. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, I wouldn't, I, I was just more happy that I was out of my mom's crib and I was just living. You know what I'm saying? And so, but I got greedy. And what happens when you get greedy is that, like, you try to feed that, you try to feed that hunger, you know, and nothing, like, you have a vision in mind on, on what you want and how you want it to go. And when there's an offer that's less than what you visioned, you're not, you, you, you're not going to settle. And I was in that, I was in that thirst mode. I was in that greedy mode on trying to make, a large amount of cash uh, real fast. And it just doesn't happen like that. Um, and so what happened was I posted them online and I got a few replies, right? And so <laughs> uh, I didn't I didn't notice. Well, I ain't gonna say I didn't notice. I just, just plain old didn't know that, you know, when I, I got some replies immediately and it was just too good to be true. Or whatever, but when you got when you staring at a lot of dollar signs and things like that, um, sometimes it could blind you, and that's that's exactly what happened. And um, the police responded. You know, of course they you know they pretend to be someone else. Not only that, um, right next door to where I was working at was a coin shop, and those people were like super cool. And I'm like, look, I just want to get an idea of how much I can get for these watches. You know what I'm saying? I said, I bought it. And they knew it. I was like, look, I bought these watches. I'm not really into them. I'm not into making my money back. I'm into making more because I know the value of them. So the guy that was running the coin shop took him in, you know, took him in the back and things like that. And we knew, we had a relationship with each other because uh, we would go next door to get changed. So anytime that we had a lot of big bills that we needed to break or we needed, you know, some quarters, dimes and nickels and things like that, we would go next door and they would help us out. So they knew, they knew me, they knew my face, they knew my name. Like I said, we had built a cool little business relationship or whatever. And so, um, he went to the back, man, and he was back there for like a solid, Mm, I want to say like a solid five minutes, long time or whatever. And I'm thinking like, he's really like checking it out, seeing if it's fake or, you know, real or whatever the case may be. <clears throat> and he came back and he offered me, 
$800 a piece for both. I'm like, oh, hell no. I, you know, that was another low ball. I'm like, no. So I said, no, you know what? That's all right. I took him back. I would say no less than maybe a couple of days later. Um, well, I would say this. That day, I remember that day when I turned it down and I went back to work because I did it on my lunch break. I remember my store manager at the time. Like He was on my bumper because um, that particular day I didn't have my name tag or whatever. And, you know, they was tripping like, you know, you got to start wearing your name tag, this, that, and the third, more professional, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, all right. So, like, a couple of days later, you know, I get up, regular day for work, and I remember, i like, I got to get my name. I put my name badge on and everything, cool, get to work. I would say, you know, I started work about, I got there about, like, maybe 9 or 10 or something like that. And <clears throat> I remember it was rush rush hour usually comes around 5 o'clock. And, uh... <clears throat> And I just seen the, I seen four, I see four cats walk through the door. All of them had trench coats on. Immediately. I'm talking about immediately. Like, I felt like something was wrong. Because they walked in like, they walked in like it was a Netflix series. You know what I'm saying? Like an original Netflix series. These niggas look like some detectives. Like they, yo, we got a dead body. We We got questions. You know what I'm saying? They walked in and I just felt like something was wrong. They talked, they looked at my manager and um, they said something. Then they came down towards me, towards my register. And um, I remember them asking, they was like, are you Taylor? And I looked at my, I looked at my name badge like, duh, nigga. You know what I'm saying? And then, and I was like, yeah, slap the cuffs on me. Or whatever. My manager ran over there and was like, look, whatever y'all do, just please take him through the back. Don't take him through the front. And I'm like, what? It just sounded like he gave me up or something like that, even though he had nothing to do with it. He had absolutely nothing to do with it. But I'm like, what? So they cuffed me or whatever. We get in the back. You know, I'm not getting no, they not talking to me or anything like that. They take me down to the, to the police station or whatever. Um, I ended up talking to a uh, to a detective in an interrogation room or whatever, and they was like, "Yeah, so you know, we know about the watches, this, that, and the third. We was the one emailing you. We also got a tip on who had the watches, this, that, and the third. That's when I found out the dude next door who was running the coin shop uh, was actually, you know, part of it. Come to find out, the dude who was running the coin shop was an ex uh, officer." And he went back there appraising nothing. He was back there calling the feds, calling the cops or whatever. So he pretty much dropped a dime with me. Anyhow, um, at the police station, they talking to me, saying this, that, and the third. They bring up everything but the watches at first. So they was like, yeah, so we know about the diamond ring. Uh, we know about the gift cards. We know about this, that, and the third. And I said, what? <laughs> I said, what are you talking about, bro? I ain't got no diamond ring. He was like, you might as well confess to everything or whatever. And, and then he gave me an alpha David and all kinds of shit. I'm like, I'm like, yo, bro. I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? What diamond ring? Then they was like, um, there was a diamond ring coming from this store. And I was like, bro, I've never worked at that store. So they had they had a gang of shit going on within that district. All these stores is part of this district. They had a gang of shit going on that I had no idea about, right? 
So I'm like, yo, look, I don't know anything about that. You know what I'm saying? So then they brought up the watches or whatever. Um, I couldn't deny that. I couldn't deny that. And I was like, look, I don't know anything about no goddamn diamond ring. I don't know anything about no gift cards. I don't, I don't have any idea about all this other shit that y'all talking about. But the watches, okay, that's me or whatever. I didn't know they were stolen. I paid for them. That's it or whatever. They was like, well, all we need to know is where the watch is at. I'm like, and I told them, you know, they at, they at the crib. They in my uh, they in my dresser. So we fast forward to everything. I'm sitting in jail. I'm sitting in a holding tank uh, by myself, a one uh, a one man cell, whatever. And I'm like, I'm going through it. I'm sitting up there. I'm stressed out, crying on and off. Like, don't know what's going to happen. I uh, finally got a phone call, I called my mom, and I, and I was sick, man. I was sick to my stomach. I was apologizing, crying, telling her I'd never do this again. I'm sorry. I let her down the whole nine. She said, relax. I'm coming down there. <coughs> um, We fast forward, man. Um, They, like, I, I told them exactly where the watch was at. At the time, we stayed off of Grape Street, so I don't know if y'all y'all know about that, but it's it's one of those areas, you know, right next to the PJs. Anyhow, um, yeah, man, they said they were gonna go over there. They was gonna send somebody over to pick up the watches, man. Later on, I found out my mom and my brother told my little brother told me like, um, man, it was like a line of police cars outside the house. They made they made my mom and my brother sit on the couch or whatever, they went in my room, tore up everything, this, that, and the third, or whatever. Um, they got the watches back, and, and a whole nine. After that, man, um, you know, um, I stayed the night in Santa Monica, and then from Santa Monica, they took me to uh, the LAX uh, courthouse. That's where I went to go see, you know, stand in front of the judge, talk about whatever. Uh, but prior to going to, prior to seeing the judge, uh, I was sitting in the holding tank. Then they let me come and see my uh, mom, and then my homeboys came to see me. And they was telling me, uh, you know, they was just sitting up there talking to me. <clears throat> this, that, and the third. And then the DA come out of nowhere, man. My, I, and I wish I had my homeboys in on this, dude, who actually came and visited me. He came in there, and he said something slick, like, yeah, you're going down for this one, or something like that. Like, he was on one. Like, it was like, it was like on some movie shit. And the nigga started bleeding out his nose. I'm like, what? <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. Anyhow, he was mad for some apparent reason. I don't know. He must have assumed that I was some type of thug or whatever. And um, so I remember I remember they put me in another holding tank. And I'm seeing all these cats in the in in the, uh in the, in the uh in the orange jumpsuits. I'm like, yo, these these cats is really over here. They got the Bruce Lee's on. I'm like, yo, this is my first offense. It's my first offense, so I'm like, yo, this can't be that bad. Like, they got they got the stuff back. I admitted it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the only thing I didn't do is say that who I bought it from because it, re it really didn't matter or whatever. But I said, I, st I you know, I bought them, and, I, and, and they just happened to be stolen. Whatever. It's cool. So it didn't matter because that particular... My roommate was already in jail, um, and then... Come to find out, all those other crimes that went on within that district, the people that committed those crimes quit. Once they found out, I had got cracked. 
That's the crazy thing about it. And I didn't find out that until I got out of jail, which was three days later. Okay, so um, like I said, I was at the LAX courthouse. They put me in a holding tank. And I remember the uh, <laughs> one of the sheriffs was like, yo, uh, I'm about to read out these names. So the names that he read off was the ones who was getting out, the OR relief, uh, uh, release or whatever. So he read off these names and he said, if I didn't say your name, line up against the wall and we go in the county. I said, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I don't, look, and if y'all not from L.A., if y'all not from California, period, the county jail is probably worse than prison. You know what I'm saying? The county jail is that bad. You know, if you ever heard the stories about about the county jail in L.A., everything is true. If you heard about a clown being in county jail that got stabbed up and hung, it was probably true. So, you know, like I heard all these stories about the county jail just throughout my life. You know, my my older brother been to the county jail. And he told me that shit ain't nothing nice. So once he said line up against the wall, everybody's going to, you know, we're going down the county. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I ran to the front of the line. I was like, yo, I'm supposed to be released because I, you know, the public defender that I talked to, um, you know, I pleaded my case. I forgot to tell you. I saw, you know, I pleaded my case in front of the judge or whatever. And I just told the truth. You know what I'm saying? I just kept it real. And the public, the public defender came back to me and they was like, look, if you so much as take a pencil that don't belong to you, you're going to get three years. Um, and I forgot what else she said. Anyhow, she was like, what's going to happen is um, you're going to get three years probation and uh, you're going to have to pay a restitution fee. I'm like, shit, all right, I'm cool with that. Um, but what she didn't say is that you're going to have to do three days in jail. <laughs> I was like, fuck I was like, what? So um, we get on the bus. We go into the county. Like, I, I'm not going to lie, y'all. I'm stupid nervous. I am. I'm nervous or whatever. So we get in there. I'm in a holding tank with like 50, 11 niggas in there. And it's all, it's just all kind of random niggas in there. Like just all kind of random shit. By the time, by the time I got put in the dorm, because that's where I was put at, by the time I got put in the dorm, nigga, I hadn't been in like seven different holding tanks. I remember meeting a cat in there, and I, the, la the the one thing I remember that nigga was saying, he was telling a gang of stories, but he was a young cat, but that nigga like, I haven't seen a summer in seven years. And I was like, yo, and this nigga, but the thing about it was something about this young cat, because when a nigga walked in, everybody got quiet, and the nigga sat right next to me. I said, fuck. You know what I'm saying? And the nigga, he did one of those, hey, you look familiar to me. And I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. And I couldn't go in there lying saying that I, I paid for some stolen watches. And that's what I'm in, in there for. You know, I made up some shit like I was saying I was drug trafficking. Because they saw me at the L.A. courthouse uh, with the FedEx shirt on. I had the FedEx shirt on before I, before I changed it to my county blues. So I lied and said I was doing some drug trafficking. Whatever. Saved my life. Um... So yeah, man, I, I went through that whole stage, met a met met a couple of different cats or whatever. Some niggas in there had bodies, some niggas in there for fighting, domestic violence, all kinds of shit, man. To the point where some niggas start breaking down and crying, saying they missed their kids. I got we went to the dorm, I got my bed, and I remember they they do this like bed check where they come and just check shit and anything that you're not supposed to have. And I remember uh you posted like um um, head first, 
face down into the mattress uh, with your hands on the back of your head or whatever. And if you get caught looking up, then everybody get in trouble. So somebody kept looking up and they made all of us stand in the bathroom. Um, just stand in the bathroom, just stand up. And I think we were just standing there for like 30 minutes. And I'm like, fuck, this ain't right. Uh, after that, um, they had, they were, they were doing something about, I don't know. They, I had a, you know, I had a, um, my county's jail band on and we were standing against the wall. It was two lanes. It was two lines. It was one on one side, another line on the other side. And they would call out, um, they would call out our name and we had to call out our number. And I was way in the back. So I'm still shook. And they thought I was bullshitting around or whatever. And I don't know if it was just attitude, asshole cop day, but they gave me two opportunities and they said I wasn't speaking loud enough. So they thought I was being an asshole. So they, um, they cuffed me to a bench and I was there for like an hour. Look, I was there at that bench for so long that one of the, um, what do you call them niggas? Um, I can't think of it. it, it I can't think of the. I think I can't think of the cats who had privilege throughout the uh, county jail. I forgot. I forgot what they called. Anyhow, I was there for so long. Even one of the deputies, he was a black guy, and I'm like, it's certain people that did nice things in in my life. I feel like I, if I if I just found them, I just want to say thank you. But anyhow, this nigga had like so much. He was a black officer. And he was real cool. I think he was from somewhere from the South, though. And he, he was like, man, what did you do? And I told him. And he was like, he like, yeah, it's a fucked up situation. But, you know what I'm saying? You got to speak up or whatever. And you could just tell, like, he felt bad for me. And it was it was a couple of inmates in there that felt bad that snuck me some food or whatever. And um, I kept asking the officer, like, can you look up my name? I'm, I'm not supposed to be in here. The system was down. All kind of shit, man. It was about to be a race war off up in there. I was nervous. Finally, that third day came. They called my name over the speaker, and they had an officer come get me. Them niggas rushed me. Not When I say rushed me, they didn't. we didn't get into no fight, but they rushed me for my Bruce Lee's or whatever. So they rushed me for my Bruce Lee's. I gave them that shit. I'm walking barefooted. And I remember they was like, walk down. They, they said walk the line or whatever, but keep your shoulder on the wall. But I wasn't paying no attention. I was just happy I was getting out of that bitch. Now I remember I was like damn near skipping down the hallway and one of the deputies, it was a lady, she was like, she was like, uh, you got a problem? I'm like, no. She was like, you want to get your fucking shoulder on that uh, damn uh, um, wall or whatever or I'll make you stay longer? I'm like, damn, <laughs> you're mean. You're a mean little woman. And, um... <laughs> I remember uh, when I was getting checked out or whatever, they gave me my belongings back. And then one of the uh, one of the deputies, it was an asshole too, white guy. He was like, he's like, oh, he was like, oh yeah, you the guy that works for FedEx. He was like, that was some dumb shit that you did. <laughs> I was like, wow, he, these cats is crazy. So um, I finally get out. I go back to my mom. You know, I get picked up. I go back to my mom's crib or whatever. Uh, it's a relief. That's when I started getting phone calls. I found out that, you know, some of them employees were, uh, they quit. They quit and they fled. I don't know where them niggas went. I remember who it was. I remember the names, the whole nine. But all I'm trying to say is that all them cats that did dirt with inside the company, um, they tried to pin all that on me. 
or whatever. But they didn't have any evidence. Like I said, I didn't have nothing to do with that anyway. And because I never worked at those stores in the first place. So they couldn't really tie it to me. But the cats that did perform those crimes, they did, you know, they fled the scene. They, they I don't know. They probably went out of state or whatever. Um, after that, man, I did receive three years probation uh, and a restitution fee. I think it was thirty five hundred, thirty five hundred. Um, I didn't have no job. I was struggling, man. I was struggling. My mom was helping me pay it. First, it was like fifty or whatever. We paid fifty dollars there, seventy five dollars there. Sometimes it was a hundred. Um, and I just remember, man. Uh, after my, you know, I was on probation for three years. That must was hard, man, because I had to stay away from certain friends that was on probation as well. And I remember, and I remember going over to my homeboy house. And when I got there, they was like, yo, such and such just got picked up by the cops or whatever. And if I would have been there maybe five, 10 minutes earlier, I probably would have went back to jail too for violation. So it's crazy how things <laughs> worked out. Um, yeah, all my homies is. Most of us, <laughs> most of us been to the county jail. Not all of us, though. Um, yeah, man, was on probation for three years, but you know, I stayed out of trouble. The uh, the judge seen that. Um, I got my record expunged, and uh, they they took away the uh, the restitution fee because. And I think I, I think I had like eighteen hundred left. I think I had eighteen hundred left, and they just wiped that away. So I was. I was blessed for that to happen, man. I really was. But it was a struggle. It was a struggle uphill because I couldn't get a job. Um, they had me marked down for two felonies when I first got there. So, And the thing was, it was, oh, so I forgot to mention. So I'm going to tell y'all why these watches was that important. So I remember going to back to Santa Monica for some probation stuff or whatever. And I remember the lady was like, uh, she was like, she was asking me, she was like, are you a rapper or an athlete? I'm like, no, why? She was like, because this is a high profile case. And I was like, I don't know what that means. She was like, usually people that come in here with a higher profile case be like rappers or something like that. And I'm like, nah, not really. <laughs> not really. Um, so apparently these two timepieces were worth one hundred and fifty thousand apiece. That's what that's what I heard. I mean, there were other some other people said there was five hundred thousand. I didn't I didn't believe that at all. I didn't believe I was I was walking around with five hundred thousand five hundred five hundred thousand dollars worth of uh, jewelry. That I don't believe. But remember, I told you I did do some research on those watches, and they did range from fifty thousand and up. And those particular watches that I had were a hundred and fifty and two hundred thousand, and they belonged to Steven Seagal. And at the time, I felt bad because when I found out that they, that they belonged to Steven Seagal, I really felt bad because my mom was a super fan of Steven Seagal. But after finding out <laughs> that this nigga had so many domestic violence cases and he was an asshole in the industry, I didn't feel so. I didn't. I didn't feel so bad. But they did belong to him. And they they filed, they you know they filed it. They you know they pretty much they felt salty about it because I think those two particular watches were supposed to be at like a showcase or whatever. Um, on top of that, on top of that, um, yeah, it, like I said, it, they were worth a lot of money. 
Um, so you can see how eight hundred dollars a piece was kind of like, nah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna go with that. One hundred fifty thousand, two hundred thousand, like I'm trying to get paid. So that was trying to go to rich. I was trying to go to quick rich scheme life, and it it, it really didn't work out. It really didn't work out. Um, but the watches were returned. Uh, I ended up with a felony. Also, FedEx had press charges against me. Um, but ultimately, I ended up with a felony, reduced to a misdemeanor, then it got expunged. Uh, climbed uphill after that. It was a, it was a struggle or whatever, but that's basically what it was, man. That's basically what it was. So, yes, I have been to jail only for three days. I am not a criminal. <laughs> I am not a criminal. But under this circumstance, uh, what took place, I felt bad. It was a bad decision. Um, it, it was just stupid. It was just stupid. Um, it was just a stupid decision on my part, even though I was half blind going into the situation, purchasing some damn time pieces that I really wasn't. I mean, I ain't gonna say I wasn't interested in. They looked fly, but like I, like I explained early in the beginning, like I'm not much of a uh, watch type of guy. So it, it was a learning lesson. It was definitely a learning lesson. So. That's my score. That's my story about FedEx jail and watches, y'all. So that's me, BTG. <laughs> hey, but at the end of the day, I learned a lesson or whatever. I learned a lesson. That was my first offense, my last offense. So, yeah. I hope y'all enjoy that story. Moral of the story is don't touch nobody's shit. Don't buy nothing off of nobody off the street. Make sure you get a receipt and make sure you get insurance. Please, it's your boy BTG, vote for me.